Welcome on in to the Superintendent Radio Network and episode 25 of Off the Course, the podcast that goes into the lives and interests of golf course superintendents, baseball groundskeepers, and other turf pros. I'm Matt Lowell, Managing Editor of Golf Course Industry Magazine, and I'm joined today by, I believe, our third baseball groundskeeper, Leah Withrow. Leah is in her third year as the head groundskeeper at the Reno Aces, the AAA affiliate of the Arizona Diamondbacks in the biggest little city in the world, Reno, Nevada. This episode was recorded right after the 33rd annual SFMA, Sports Field Managers Association, conference in Savannah, Georgia. It was a great week. It's the first of two podcasts I recorded on site. It'll be the first of two up this week. Before we get to Leah, just a quick note from our sponsors, Aqua Aid Solutions. Aqua Aid Solutions now in their third year sponsoring Off the Course. Thanks so much to them for that. Excalibur might just be the most famous fictional sword, immortalized in myth and, of course, sheathed in stone. If your turf is as dry as that stone, turn to the modern Excalibur, the new next-generation rapid-response soil surfactant from AquaAid Solutions. Excalibur delivers rapid infiltration and consistent dry-down, and it helps your turf achieve both consistent hydration and superior rehydration. All you need is 4 ounces for every 1,000 square feet for your initial application early in the growing season, then either an ounce and a half to 2 ounces every 12 to 14 days, or... 3 to 4 ounces every 28 to 30 days, and, of course, at least an eighth of an inch of water to deliver Excalibur to the soil profile. For best results, use Excalibur over a full-season program, and not just when signs and symptoms of water repellency and turf grass stress start to appear and make your turf look like that mythical stone. For more information about Excalibur, check out AquaAid Solutions at www.aquaaidsolutions.com. A-Q-U-A-A-I-D-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S dot com and on Twitter at Solutions4Turf. That's Solutions, the number four, turf. Again, thanks to AquaAid Solutions for now their third year of sponsoring Off the Course. And now on to Leah Withrow, head groundskeeper for the Reno Aces, recorded live last week in Savannah, Georgia. Taking a little bit of time before the banquet, in case you go. You said you always pack a dress. I do. Are you actually going to use it this year? I don't know. All right. I'm not a super dress person, so, like, when I have to. I think it's more of the, like, having to put on the dress to go to the dinner than it is the actual, like, awards and dinner. <laughs> so, like, I should I should get, like, a nice, like, pantsuit or something, and then maybe I would go, but I don't know. If you could show up in a pair of shorts and a tank top. If I could just show up in a and jeans like a hat. and a nice shirt, I yeah. would go. But that's very, very frowned upon at the awards banquet, so. I packed a tie in I case I went. I don't. Now, this is, like, one of the few times that... I would see you without a hat, correct? Yes, correct. This is about the only time. 
This is one thing you and I have in common. We both have a lot of hats, and we both wear them all the time. I wear a hat every day. I Mostly in the off-season, just because it's not as sunny and I'm in my office more, but, like, every day during the season, if I'm not wearing a hat, it's weird. Okay. So there are other things that are on the list. You have a shop cat. I absolutely want to talk with you about TikTok because I think you are one of the best, maybe the the best turf TikTok person. I don't know. I don't know anybody else in turf social media who's good at TikTok, but we'll get there. But on hats, do you know how many hats you own? No, I was afraid to count. I felt it was going to make me feel bad, so I didn't. But I know I have more than I have space. Like I have, I took an old nail drag Mm -hmm. from the park. And it had a bunch of holes in it from all the nails I took out. I sanded, I stained. It looks cool. I put new nails in it. And I don't have enough nails in the nail drag for all of my hats. I know that. So that means I have too many, which means I have too many and I don't want to get rid of. I don't want to ask you what your favorite one is because that could be tricky. A lot of them are giveaway hats. A lot of them are company hats. So I'll say... Which hats do you find yourself wearing most often, whether it's giveaways or ones you actually bought? Um, it's, oh, a lot of the giveaway ones, a lot of the sales rep ones, mm-hmm. just because I, if I'm using a product, I'll rep the product. I'll mm-hmm. wear the shirt, I'll wear the hat, I'll wear whatever my sales rep drops off that day with the product. Um, just because I respect what they do. They help me out more than I can remember how many times I've had questions and needed help from them so I'll happily wear the hat around and then when people ask I can tell them and maybe drum up business for them I don't know they're also just comfy I don't I also try not to wear a lot of Aces stuff because I spend a lot of my life in Aces stuff so I try not to wear a lot of team branded hats if I don't have to well and I mean do you wear them during games are you encouraged to wear Aces stuff during games um so yeah I'll wear a polo obviously but um I wear a hat on day games okay. because oh, it's sun. Um, I mean, Reno is, is quite sunny. Yes, so I do wear a hat on those days, but I've tried to wean myself off of always wearing a hat. And, like, yeah. when you're doing pregame, when you're out prepping the field, players are out, fans are filling the stands, I've just tried to wean off of the hat, at least put my hair up or... Mm-hmm. I try to shower before pregame because I'm a mess all day. But it's a noble, noble goal. The professional look that a groundskeeper has, and especially as a head, to Mm -hmm. to not wear a hat, to be in clean clothes, a new polo, new khakis, clean. I have special shoes that I only wear on game time. Like I don't wear them all day and have paint on them. Like the professionalism of a groundskeeper needs to change in some ways so I'm trying to to do that myself is this this is all like self-starter is this something that you picked up or um, you're collaborating with others my old boss was really good about it he always showered before the game he put on a clean whatever he never wore a hat during pregame he wanted people to see somebody who looks like they could come down from the front office and is watering the infield but is actually the guy that was changing the oil in the cart and was covered in grease five minutes ago but like you would have no idea it's being able to be both people. And that was who? Uh, Joe Hill. Joe Hill. Where's he now? Um, he is in Ames, Iowa. He's a GM of a country club up there. Really? So another, uh, I feel like there have been some folks recently who've gone from baseball to golf, especially in the last two years. So he, his uh, wife 
is the assistant softball coach for Iowa State softball. Okay. And they've been long distance for a really long time. And when 2020 happened and things were shifting, he always wanted to be a dad. And it's really hard when she's in Ames and he's in Reno. So um, he made the decision to take the GM job of a golf course, a country club that um, Iowa State uses frequently and um, set, went to do the family life. He really, really wanted the family and decided that was the time. So left me in charge. I don't know why, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> and that was when you took over in 2020. You, uh, yeah. you got the job right before the pandemic. It was quite the week for me. Yeah. That week, I remember so distinctly because Joe Hill, I was a seasonal assistant for in 2017. Okay. Best boss I've ever had. I can't say anything bad about him. And in 2019, he had two assistant positions open, and he called me up, and he was like, one of them's yours if you want it. And I said, yes. Came right back. I'd work for Joe any time. And had a phenomenal 2019 with him and the other assistant. We worked flawlessly together. It was a great season. 2020 comes around we're we at the time we were sharing with soccer too so we're baseball and soccer stadium um, at the time soccer had played one friendly match in February and like news was starting to travel the whispers mm-hmm. of COVID-19 and corona and the cases were growing and all this stuff and I remember Joe they told us we have an all-staff meeting Everybody be upstairs in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Go upstairs. Find out season's delayed for 30 days on a Wednesday. We were supposed to have a game Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, perfect. We get the weekend off. We were all excited. We're like, 30 days? No soccer? This is awesome. Season gets delayed. Furloughs start happening. Mm-hmm. We start cutting down staff. Joe tells me he's leaving the next day. Like, this is all within three days. This is 72 hours of my life is we have no soccer. We have, we're cutting staff, Joe leaves, you're now the head. Um, We also don't need you here, but 20 hours a week, we're cutting your hours. Like I had the wildest three days and then somehow I ended up here. So it worked out, but it was, I look back on that, that week and I was like, I'm surprised I didn't lose all my hair. You survived. Moving past 2020, because I've written a whole story about that yeah. and, and what a lot of minor league groundskeepers endured that year. Not fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally the flip side of what uh, golf course superintendents yes. were able to enjoy. In more recent times, in times of baseball, and you've TikToked about this, and we'll get to TikTok in a second, you have some, some courses have a course dog, you have a shop cat. Yes. Where did Smalls? Smalls. Where did Smalls come from? Um, she was a random stray. So I've been January, 2021. I'm by myself. I'm no assistant. I'm no nothing. Start doing the field renovation, go through our field renovation. Uh, March comes around. I'm sitting in my office and I, there's nobody around. Like the field crew has left. Renovation's complete. I have no help. And I hear this rustling in the shop and I'm like, what the heck is that? You can swear if you want. (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to be nice, I'm trying to be a good person. Let me try to be a better person. Noble, another noble goal. Um, so I'm like, what the heck is that? I'm like, we have skunks on our field. It's very, you can Google Reno Aces skunks and there's videos during the game of skunks running out onto the field. So I'm like, I jump on my desk cause I, it's in my office. I hear this wrestling, it's bigger than a mouse. We have a mouse problem in the shop. So like I jump on my desk, 
thinking it's a skunk or a stadium squirrel or a raccoon. And this small, like skinny, scrappy cat comes out of this trash bag. And I was like, you scared the shit out of me. What were you doing? And she's meowing. She's obviously super thin. And I'm like, I'm a sucker for animals. So I go to Walmart and I get her food. And then she But that never... was your first mistake because she's never leaving you then. Nope. And she loves people for being a random stray that just wandered in the shop. Loves people. I ended up going to take her to the Humane Society because they'll spay and vaccinate for free if they don't have to intake. So they spayed her, vaccinated her. She's all good to go. She's chipped. She's now mine. She, but they asked, they were like, so what address do you want on the chip? And I was like, do you want her address or my address? Because they're separate. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, explain the situation. So it's under my name, but it's 250 Evans Avenue, which is the ballpark mm-hmm. address. So if she wanders too far and somebody thinks she's a stray and they take her to the Humane Society, they'll scan her and then they'll just drop her off at the ticket office <laughs> and be like, ah, you're, here's your cat. It's usually someone at the park. Yeah, and they all know her. All of our staff love her, and they she wanders around the park, and mm. she's uh, well-known now, and she's quite the pest control now because we had such a mouse problem, and now it's non-existent because the cat roams, and she does her thing, and she, for being a stray, she must have been, like, with the homeless camp or something because yeah. she the way she loves people and is not completely feral, I was like, I got really lucky. She's awesome. We have a 17-year-old cat at home, Sam. He is the laziest do nothing, do no good cat because he's old and it's yeah. hard for him to move. Like he will, you'll lay down and he'll lay between your legs on top of the blanket so then you can't move. He lays by your head. His breath stinks. He's never killed any, any creature at all. He's afraid to go outside. My five-year-old says that he's not an outdoor cat because she's smart, but you actually have a useful cat. Yes. Well, yes and no. She brings us like a full dove once alive in the shop feathers everywhere i walk in how did she get a dove i don't know she brings me live birds all the time so now i have birds in my shop sometimes or she'll bring me her mouse that's not dead and i'm sitting in a i was sitting in a zoom meeting at my desk i jumped on my chair at my desk in the meeting with my camera on because my cat has a mouse in her mouth and it's moving i'm like don't bring me that until it's dead yeah Bring me your present and your trophy when it's dead. I oh, don't want funny. that mouse in my office, ma'am. Please. I don't know if you saw the TikTok of her getting into the oil spill. I was going to ask. So um, you have just footprints all over the floor. She we changed all the oil in our equipment, and I had a five-gallon bucket of oil. The old in oil. The shop, yeah. Sinking. It stinks. I don't think she's going to need have any issue. I put it in a corner. <laughs> Um, she tried to like jump on the bucket, I guess, and like balance. It's obviously greasy, so she uh, her backside slips in. So literally from the middle of her torso down to her tail is just slicked back in oil. Oh my god! I come in the next morning, there is grease paw prints on everything, every piece of equipment, all over the floor, on the shelves, on the paint buckets. She's a mess. She's, like, meowing like crazy, like, Mom, help me. I don't know what I did. And I was like, you fucked up. That's what you did. And I named her Smalls because I could say you're killing me, Smalls. Of course. And say a lot. I said it a lot yeah. that day. I was like, what am I supposed to do with you? Yeah. So I Googled this. And in case you need to know, you can give a cat up to three to six milligrams of melatonin to drug them to oh, calm them down. I wish. 
And so I went to Walmart again. Yeah. Crushed up three melatonin and some soft food. Let her eat it. So she got a little drowsy and let me like I took a war- a wet towel, warm wet towel and put Dawn dish soap on it and scrubbed it up and like try to like wash her down and get a layer off, right? But it was so much and like cats clean themselves. So she was mm-hmm. licking it and I- ingesting it. And I knew that was not good and that was going to be a vet bill I really didn't want to pay. Mm-hmm. So I look it up, I Google cat groomers because I didn't know that you could do that. And so I find a lady in Reno that just does cat grooming. And for $80, I bring her in to take a very not fun bath mm. that she was just an absolute terror. The melatonin had worn off. Yeah. Okay. And then they had to shave her because it was so much oil and grease and it was quite the mess. And then we had to take all the equipment out of the shop, get degreaser on the floor and take all the greasy paw prints off the floor, oh, take degreaser to all of the equipment, get all the paw prints off the equipment. It was a mess. And so, this is in the season. It's not like you don't have anything going on. No, this was an October postseason. Okay. So okay. it was still one of those things you walk into the shop on Tuesday morning and you're like, this isn't what I planned for today. This was not on the agenda this week. And it makes you question if you really want a pet. And then she looks at you and you're like, ah, okay, you're okay. This podcast, full of useful information. You can drug your cat with up to six milligrams of melatonin. I had no idea. There you go. You know. Next time I take the cat in the car, I will have to do this. It worked well. It worked I don't know. Well. But he's 17. It might kill him. I don't know. Maybe we stick to two or three. We did three just because she's so... Her name is Smalls because she yeah. was definitely like the runt of the litter. She's very small. And she's full grown. Like, she's almost... She'll be two years this spring. So, like, she's done growing. She's just really small cat. So, I was like, I think we'll start with three. It doesn't work. We can add more, but... I don't need to kill the cat as it's greased up. I'm like holding it with like, I had the dish gloves, the rubber dish gloves on, like trying to not get myself all greasy too. She was a mess. Yeah, that was super fun. That was a fun day. So you mentioned your TikTok of Mm -hmm. Smalls, just pattering oil everywhere in the office. You are very good at TikTok. I wouldn't say that. Well, okay. I'm above for, average. For, for average, I'd say average. For the world of turf, you're very good at okay. TikTok. I'm. A, I mean, you're I'm not. A, you're not a Kardashian. No, I'm a millennial. Yeah. So I like social media, and I, I have a, interest and presence on it, and find it a cool way to connect with people that you don't normally connect with. So, mm-hmm. uh, during 2020 and the renovation and being bored. I got a TikTok just for entertainment, and I never posted anything. I just like to watch people's videos. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'm kind of funny, so then I started making videos, and then they just took off. And I don't know why, but they're – I think it's just relatable because it's turf things that everybody has happened to them, but no one says. <laughs> like a collection of hats that no one wants to admit that they have. I was going to say, you've, you've TikToked about hats. You've TikToked about smalls. Yep. Um, You've TikToked about mansplaining. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, that one. I have another good mansplaining too that I I'm gonna post. God bless my simplot guy, but I'm and he's so nice. I love. Shout out Mark Stutzman. You're fantastic, but kind of dumb dumb. And he. Well, I guess they're never gonna sponsor our podcast. Sorry, simplot. <laughs> That's okay. It's not your fault. That's um, okay. Off the course is sponsored by Aqua Aid Solutions. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Um, he, I had gotten dandelions yeah. this spring and I sprayed speed zone and it didn't 
take because they kept popping up and it was becoming more than I could hand spot treat. So I sent him a picture of like the 10 I had cut out that day. And I'm like, do you have something? The speed zone didn't work. And I have these guys everywhere. He texts me back and he says, believe it or not, that's a dandelion without a flower. Any common weed killer will work. And I was like, please don't mansplain what a dandelion is to me, sir. I know it's a dandelion without a flower. I need you to sell me something to kill the dandelion that does not have a flower. I was, I literally, I got that text and I sat there and I was like, breathe. And um, yes, <laughs> I'm aware. Thank you. But yeah. And then explaining BP to me, that was also fun. That's the one that I saw. Yes. Yeah. I had uh, my sister uh, still lives in a college town and her boyfriend plays college baseball. And we went out when I went to go visit her with him and his team and her and we were sitting at the table and they're talking about their day and how they had practice and I'm like not paying attention because I don't care and so it just looks like I'm confused but I'm just like just zoning out mm-hmm. not paying attention and so I think he felt like he needed to explain it to me so he's like you know like batting practice like where we practice hitting and I looked at him the same way I looked at that text and I was like sir <laughs> I don't think you know I don't think he knew who I was. So I work okay. seventy plus baseball games. But I was a year. like, I've probably set up more batting practices than you've ever been a part of. Mm. But I appreciate the explanation. <laughs> I actually get paid for my baseball work. Yes, I actually get paid to set up BP. Actually, yeah. although so. I don't know, he, he's college, he might get nil money. I don't know. I don't know. A little so, bit here there. Yeah, it was it was okay. But yeah, I uh, TikTok about my sprayer talking to my grass about. Special events guys, making sure that they're following the rules. And I don't know, it's all stuff that we all go through. It's all things that we've all said or done at one point. It's just put into a lip dub Mm -hmm. and a few clips and just condensed to 15 seconds. And and people scroll through and I was like, yep, I've done that. That happens to me. Yeah. Now you've done some of like up to a minute or so. Yeah, my... just like compilation of the years or looking back at stuff. I did one to try to recruit a seasonal and a... I definitely want to get to that. Yeah, yep. trying to recruit some people because TikTok's age, I mean, it varies, but like the majority of the audience is 16 to 36, mm-hmm. I would say. I would say it's about a 20 year of most... You're, you're making me feel terrible because I'm just outside that range. Most people on TikTok are those ages. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to put together a video of like the behind the scenes stuff. Like you've seen somebody mow, you've seen somebody rake, you've seen the commercials of us tamping or whatever. I wanted you people to see like we have fun too. Like we play with the cat a lot Mm -hmm. and we mess around and we joke and Max catches me filming stuff all of the time and just to see that like it's a fun job too like it's a long season mm-hmm. with a lot of hours but like we have a lot of fun and I wanted to showcase that and so that young kids were like oh on top of like all the other videos she made of how cool her patterns are or how cool how they did this or how they did that like they're just messing around and have a fun mm-hmm. like they're not taking this like dead serious all the time so I, it was a marketing tool, a recruiting tool. Um, I got a couple interests for game day crew guys from local high school kids in Reno. And so. this is this is incredible. 
It to works. Me. Yeah. Like, I, you didn't know. How did you find out about turf? Like, what was the first time you heard the word like sports turf management? Probably after I started covering golf course maintenance. So it. <laughs> I mean, I, I love baseball, and I've followed baseball for a long time, and we've talked with groundskeepers like for years. In this iteration of my life, or, or earlier? Like the first time sports turf management was even a word that became in your vocabulary. Sports turf management specifically, now sports field management, probably Either. within the last three years. Groundskeepers, I mean, Carl Spackler is my first exposure mm-hmm. uh, in any turf pro, but then probably I covered the Royals in 2005 and other baseball after that, so probably some point in the early aughts when I started recognizing uh, groundskeepers as really, really important parts of sports. And I didn't know was an option until I started looking at colleges. Like, I didn't know Eight years ago. anything about it yeah. until I was 18. Wow. So my goal was to, like, use the TikTok, as stupid as it sounds, and I hate saying that, like, I'm on TikTok or whatever. Like, it sounds stupid. I'm not, I'll fully admit that. But I use it as a marketing tool because young kids like TikTok and mm-hmm. young kids are interested in weird niches of weird worlds where they're like, oh, you can work outside on a baseball field? Like, that's a job? I didn't know it existed. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids don't know it exists. So, like, we're now in this labor shortage. Mm-hmm. Everyone's suffering going through this problem right now. So I'm finding it as, like, a reintroduction to the Gen Z's and the whatever is past Gen Z now. I don't I don't know. Yeah. But I'm trying to use it as an introduction to turf. Like as a field manager, like you can be a golf course superintendent, you can be a MLB groundskeeper, you can be park and rec groundskeeper. It doesn't matter. Like if you're not the person that's meant to be in front of a desk in a cubicle, eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, there's another option. And I don't think people know that there's another option. So, like, I feel like this is my mission in life. (laughs) And that's why Drew and I get along so well. And Mm -hmm. that's why I respect the crap out of Drew. And for folks who skipped earlier podcasts and and a lot of other stuff, Drew Miller, uh, who's been all over our coverage lately, the uh, head of the Brentsville District uh, turf grass program, one of the maybe the top high school turf grass program in the country. I would would say so. He went from, in five years, went from having... 12 kids in his class mm-hmm. to over 200. 200 in a school of 1,000. Yeah. He's getting kids that aren't even zoned for his school mm-hmm. to rezone to get a variance to go to Brentsville to go into this turf program, which I have no words to describe, like, what that means for us turf managers going into this labor shortage and being able to find people that are interested in it. But, like, the way he goes about it, the way he treats these kids like actual industry professionals Mm -hmm. from their freshman year till they graduate are getting these guys jobs at NFL fields and MLB fields and college, getting them to college that they didn't think they were going to go to. Like, sod farms everywhere. Yeah. It's it. One kid, uh, one of the kids wants to do a dual major in turf and mechanical engineering and design sports field products. Franco Allegro. He is something else. Which I think is incredible, which you don't, if you don't have guys like Drew advocating for it, if you don't have people, the younger generation on Twitter, on Instagram, showing that it's an option, these kids don't know. It's not their, it's not their fault. It's not anybody's fault. They haven't been exposed to they it. They just haven't been exposed to it. So like, 
as stupid as it is to make a stupid 15 second TikTok video and make myself look stupid, it's not going to be stupid when I have an intern mm-hmm. other people don't or I am having interest and I can ship kids wherever they need to go because our industry is so small and so niche and everybody knows everybody. So I was uh, talking with Ben, I think, is one of Drew's students. No, not Ben. The one that wants to be an NFL groundskeeper. Uh, not Ethan Sam. Ethan, maybe Ethan. Gave him. It was Ethan or Sam. A friend of mine is Danny Lozito. He's the assistant for the Carolina Panthers. I happen to have his card in my wallet, and I said, "You call him. He'll come. He'll let you come for a day. He'll let you intern. You can do whatever you want. He will teach you so much." But like. Our network is so tight that all you have to do is get one kid to talk to you, mm-hmm. tell them that, tell you that they're interested, and then you can give them uh, infinite possibilities in infinite cities um, where they can go to explore their interests. So that's what the TikTok is for. Well, and and two, one there will be follow ups to that, but in terms of like you get one kid in, and I don't know how it works, just for you, but everybody I talk with, the best tool to recruit more people is word of mouth. Yes. You get one, yeah. they bring their friend. And they're going to bring a good friend because they know that if that friend slacks off, they're the ones going to be in trouble. They're the ones you're going to be mad at. Which worked this year. My game day crew, guys, I have one UNR kid that saw University of Nevada, Reno, mm-hmm. um, saw TikTok, reached out, said, I would be interested in being part of your crew. Do you have anything open? I said, I have a ton of game day crew. It's super flexible. You choose what games you want to work. It's five hours. You get paid to watch baseball. Can't beat it. He comes in, works one homestand, works three of the six games. Comes back with two more friends. He's like, my friends are super into this. I was like, okay. Now I have three guys from one TikTok. Amazing. And they're all fabulous. They're all coming back next year. But it's it's so simple. It's It seems trivial, but it's so simple. And it's just getting it out there. And I don't. It's magazines and it's podcasts and it's social media and it's the new 2022 technology as it goes, getting people to know it exists. Mm-hmm. And in, then and then in turn, like more turf programs and colleges are now going to start getting full again. Because we went through this phase where now a lot of programs were folded. Like North Dakota State, I was the last one. Oh. North Dakota State to receive a bachelor's of science in sports turf grass management. It's now under horticulture and they still have classes, but you receive your bachelor's of science in horticulture, which is fine. Still works. But um, it's one of the things that is a fortunate part of this. Yeah, just getting universities programs back going. So it's just getting kids to know it exists. Guys like Drew many other high schools that have the program start giving those university kids those universities start producing more classes bigger graduating classes that then turn into assistants that then turn in and build our industry back up but it's a slow from the bottom process i know you have to go in a few minutes so we'll leave on this Everybody uses social media differently. Everybody tweets differently. And Twitter is probably the preeminent social media platform for turf. I think before you and I started recording this, you joked that uh, the only thing turf people love more than turf is turf Twitter, or maybe in line. Anybody who's on the fence about TikTok, 
maybe they farm it out to an assistant, maybe they farm it out to somebody on the crew, I don't know. But you use it the way you use it. How do you use it? Do you just film all day? When do you um, compile? How often do you post? I I just get bored and I scroll through TikTok and mm-hmm. I hear a sound bite and I'm like, I can use that. I save the sound bite, I go to work. My assistant, we joke, but like he helps film and then I post, I try to, I don't post it as much as I should or I want to, but I want to start posting like once a week and just start putting stuff out there. So like if you're a superintendent and you have an 18 year old part-time kid, get a X, Y, and Z country club TikTok. You don't have to put any name or anything to it. Just say blank country club mm-hmm. and just film you guys mowing fairways one day. And then put some music to the back of it and post it. And I, you'd be amazed what what corner of TikTok you find yourself in and how many people end up interested in it. And they're like, oh, I didn't know that's how you do it. Film your mechanics sharpening your reels. Film you guys put in that cup, moving the cup on the green. Like, there's so many weird niche things that we do every day that's totally normal. Mm-hmm. But you tell any other person about it and they're like... You have to do that? That's a thing? I didn't know you did it that way. I didn't know that's how that happened. It's the stuff people don't know that they want to know. Trivia night information. You never know when trivia night happens and you need to know how they cut the hole in the green. I have written and hosted bar trivia for more than 10 years on the side. See? I've had many rounds about golf in the last three (laughs) years. Golf courses. Not anything on golf maintenance, I don't think. Shouldn't. Not I've done many people would know you'd sunk quite a few people. I've done many minor league baseball categories. Yeah, solid. Many of them are probably outdated though, because it's usually clubs by affiliates. Yeah, you gotta yeah. Uh, gotta update that one. Yeah. Leah Withrow, Reno Aces, thank you for taking so much time. Two different podcasts. I know. One with Drew and one off the course. Killed it. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Yeah. I appreciate it. My thanks again to Leah Withrow, head groundskeeper for the Reno Aces in Reno, Nevada. This podcast, again, the first of two recorded at the SFMA Conference and Trade Show last week in Savannah, Georgia. The second episode, which will also feature Leah, but some other folks as well, names and faces familiar to regular readers of golf course industry, will be up later this week. Our January issue is online right now at www.golfcourseindustry.com magazine. It features all the information you'll find in the printed magazine, about 20 pages worth of our annual Numbers to Know survey, formerly the State of the Industry, this year focusing on labor, the rising cost of labor, and the changing face of labor. How much are your peers paying people, and what are they doing to keep folks on both their full-time and seasonal crews? If you need more industry news and notes in your inbox, subscribe to our Fast and Firm email newsletter delivered every Tuesday. You can subscribe on our homepage at www.golfcourseindustry.com. For everybody here at Golf Course Industry, I'm Matt Lowell, managing editor of the magazine, saying thanks so much for listening.